Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can find me on this show daily. You can also find my words over at ESPN and NBA Australia. And joining me is the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Uh, Frank, who would have thought? Look at us. We don't even normally look at each other when we're doing this podcast, but here we are. We had like a 3D video intro thing that I was not prepared for. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've got I've got my ah, my official Bucks uh, cup here that I paid forty dollars for, um, which you know very important. You know, I'm I'm wearing the shirt that I went into an office with today. You can't, as I was saying the other day, I can't wear you know my my Bucks swag, my championship swag. Um, we're going to the office, so this is like the this is the the easiest way for me to just flex on everybody and just put the vibe out even if it's empty you know not drinking anything that will just bring the cup anyway so this is my perhaps my most important uh piece of bucks memorabilia right now and it's and it it doesn't have championship stuff on it which i feel like maybe it's better because it's not like oh hey i i just showed up and you know got became a bucks fan when they won a championship it's i'm legit um although i don't have a a Giannis rookie year or second year uh autographed jersey behind me like you do so you're you're you really are flexing on everybody with that thing yeah so some people are going to be listening to us on their usual platform you if you've been listening to the show you would have heard me say that we're moving to youtube this is the first official episode so um you're hearing a lot of stuff that you may not be able to see but yes i've got a Giannis. <laughs> i've got a Giannis signed jersey behind me i pointed the wrong way i've also got a jabari parker a signed basketball behind me as well. One of them perhaps cooler than the other. But anyway, uh, long story short, we're going to be on YouTube from now on. So uh, if you want to support us, if you want to see what we look like, maybe you don't know what we look like, you can go on YouTube. You can subscribe there. And uh, it's fun. We've got this like cool graphics going on. The Locked On Network really set us up well. So we're going to be talking Giannis today, Frank. And a little bit By of the way, can we, can we give a shout out to, uh, even if you are not watching us right now, can we give a shout out to everybody who subscribed to our YouTube channel with literally no content <laughs> other than we Kane, you threw up the video you made like the minute long thing you, you threw together back when they won the championship, which was sort of like the one minute recap, which was fun for me to rewatch just because, you know, what's, what's not to love about, uh, about re reliving July 20th, 2021. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is different. It's a little bit, a little bit different different type of feel and again as we were alluding to the other day we'll see if my uh my poor wi-fi broadband uh connection can can maintain this but so so knock on wood if if the audio is bad um i'm I'm just going to blame it on my my isp well we'll cross our fingers and yes the network was shocked I got multiple messages from people that work uh, alongside us, Frank, and they said, how have you already got 200 subscribers and you haven't even done a show? So, yeah, shout out to the people that have got that done. And I will mention 
before we dive into it, Locked On NBA podcast on Wednesdays. You can normally hear Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics. Uh, but today, if you're not sick of my voice, you can hear me and Jake. I went on with Jake. We spoke about Ben Simmons a lot. It, Look, we love it on this show, Chaos at the Sixers. We thrive on it. Maybe we'll have some time to talk about Ben Simmons at the end. But but let's talk about Giannis, Frank. I mean, we went through individually and spoke about the performance that he had in the NBA Finals. We've relived that a lot, and we're going to continue to do so because it was so damn awesome. But one of the things that we've spoken about prior to the Bucks winning the championship was the trajectory that Giannis was on. We've spoken a lot about the pressure to win a championship so early when you can compare it to some of the other greats. And if you want to just compare it to the two greats, LeBron and Michael Jordan, they won their first title in a similar age bracket. I know, I know you've got some numbers there, but Giannis, soon to be 27, feels weird to say. He's growing up so fast, Frank. But there isn't many players that have had a resume like Giannis at this point in their career. That's just the facts. Yeah, and, you know, just even before the championship, right? Just having multiple MVPs, there are just very few guys that that fit into that sub bracket. Um, and if you now look at the number of guys that have won multiple MVPs and at least one championship, I was looking on Stats Muse, and it looks like they've got 12 players have done that in NBA history. Um, Bob Pettit, Bill Russell, Wilt, Kareem, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Magic, Michael, Tim Duncan, LeBron, Steph, and Giannis. And obviously, um, the hard part is, uh, well, the hard part is winning a championship, I would argue. But uh, I think one of the one of the interesting things about talking about kind of where he's at right now and thinking about the rarefied era he's in, um, I, I, we should caveat all of it by saying, like, the challenge is, like, you know, as you said, Jordan, LeBron, it, it took them until actually a year or two beyond where Giannis is now to win their first championships. But those guys kept winning, <laughs> kept winning championships. Uh, LeBron obviously kind of chased championships. Um, you know, we obviously hope that that Giannis doesn't do that, and that the Bucks can continue to to build contenders in Milwaukee. Um, Jordan obviously didn't need to chase anything. In fact, he you know left the sport um, and uh, at the peak of his powers, and then came back and won three more championships. So, uh, so that's I think one of the important things to kind of caveat around this is that it's really hard to be where Giannis is right now. And then the hard part, when you think about becoming, you know, and we'll talk about kind of what his, his track is on, but to become one of those Uber elite all time, top 10, maybe better type of players, you got to keep winning championships in particular that, you know, I, I think, I think we, we can talk about kind of what, what the next checklist items are. Um, I think winning a third MVP would be an obvious one. Um, but obviously winning a third MVP and multiple championships, um, at that point, you know, again, the list of people that, that have done that becomes, becomes even shorter. So, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to look at. And I think when you, you know, I was, I was looking at some of just the the stats and, and Giannis is kind of a weird, historically he's a, he's in a weird spot because his 22 to 26 year, right? Like his last call it three, four years, um, let, let's say four years, right, um, have been just incredibly elite offense, you know, offensively and defensively and overall statistically. But obviously he didn't come into the league as 
you know, a number one overall pick who immediately is force fed shots and puts up big counting stats, puts up big numbers right away. So he's kind of one of these weird cases where he came to the league very early. So on the one hand, he started accruing stats, right? If you're talking about career stats, things like that. Um, he started accruing those stats actually, you know, earlier than many, right? If you compare Kareem and Giannis through age 26 seasons, Giannis actually scored more points through his age 26 season than Kareem by about, I think, 60 points, really close. But obviously Kareem, you know, played, I think, five years versus Giannis' eight. So, you know, harder to compare it that way. Kareem's counting uh, averages are more impressive, just became, he, he came to the league a fully formed player versus Giannis, who basically did his development. He was able to get those counting stats. So when you talk about total points, things like that, he gets a benefit. But in terms of like his averages, you know, his, the rate stats from an advanced perspective, those take a ding because of the way that he came in the league. So I think that's just sort of a important caveat to also to think about as, as we sort of contextualize that. But when we look at, I wanted to look at where he was through age 26 historically in NBA history. And, um, you know, again, it's interesting to compare. If we look at just sort of total counting stats, points he's 11th in nba history through uh, age 26 season at a little over 12,000 points um rebounds 20th uh interesting also he's 20th in assists through age 26 season which that was part of the part that that most surprised me um so uh again not shocking right that he's in already pretty elite company through that age 26 season even with some of the things i mentioned if you look at some of the um, kind of those advanced metrics um, in value over replacement player, which is based on the BPM box score plus minus stat that you can find uh, on basketball reference. He's um, he's 11th in value over replacement player to put in context. LeBron is first. He has 69 versus 36 for Giannis in terms of this value over replacement player, basically this, this wins metric. Um, and in win shares, LeBron, which is the, basketball reference stat that they have uh, LeBron at 119 Giannis at 75 and Giannis is 20th in win shares as well. So I think in, in many ways it just makes you appreciate how incredible and how quickly LeBron ascended. I mean, he was putting up just monster numbers almost from the get go as an NBA player coming into the league right out of high school. And of course, you know, continuing to up until now, right. LeBron is such, such an interesting guy to look at because he came in the league, was incredible immediately. And even now in his mid thirties, he's continuing to put up huge stats that are pretty, you know, pretty much we just haven't seen at guys who've played as many minutes as he has, but for Giannis still um, really impressive numbers overall. And when you look at just his age, 22 to 26 seasons, he's fifth in box score plus minus third in PER. So again, if you kind of cherry pick, you know, some of those, his kind of really strong years, if you kind of throw, you know, throw out, his kind of development years. And that gives you maybe a better reference point against, you know, kind of old time players that played actual, you know, three, four years of college. Um, you know, his, his numbers look a bit better, but either way, you know, all these numbers are saying through age 26, top 20, right. They're all top 20, 20th or better. Um, and, you know, I think that, I don't know, I, it, it, does that, do any of those numbers surprise you, Kane? Because I, I really wasn't sure what to expect. Because again, he's had sort of this weird combination of coming to the league really early, but then taking a while to, to really develop into the fully formed version of, of what he is. Yeah, I want, I want to get to that 
uh, after uh, we have a few messages here because that that did shock me. I didn't look that up from the age bracket. I think the college the stuff and and coming to the league as an eighteen year old, as you pointed to, clearly affects that. Um, there's something with the scoring I want to bring up as well. But before I do that, I'll talk about our friends over at Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in the one place. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And uh, our friends at Sleeper are doing something pretty cool. Uh, I, I only recently heard about this when they uh, decided to support the network. And uh, as someone that hasn't exactly always been locked into fantasy basketball, this has got me interested. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. This helps in a, a number of ways, and even the time that you have to put in, which has always been the detractor of me, uh, a deterrent of me playing fantasy basketball. So Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. So speaking of our friends at Sleeper, as we get back into it, Frank, I mentioned this. If you had one game to pick for the week and the Bucks were playing uh, the Houston Rockets, perhaps the Boston Celtics, and uh, who knows, the Lakers, I'm pretty sure you'd be picking Chris Milton versus the Celtics, I think, in that situation, and you'd feel pretty good about your matchup for the week. But speaking of scoring, I was writing something over at NBA Australia the other day, and it was just a, a really simple, how long until LeBron overtakes Kareem in the scoring? And and that was when I was looking at the scoring of LeBron, and you really, as you said, started to appreciate how consistent he's been. And he's missed some games over the last few seasons for sure, but his averages haven't really moved. So basically, he hasn't been under 25 points per game since his rookie season. And we're talking 18 years in the league now, and even his rookie season, I think it was like 24.5 or something like that. So LeBron is probably, if he stays healthy, going to top 40,000 points. I, I mean, that's he's, he's going to do that, which is just absolutely absurd. Giannis isn't going to get anywhere near that, and, and that's probably what makes Kareem so incredible, the fact that he had such a distinguished college career and then went on to still play 20, 20 seasons in the league and score that many points. So Giannis already been in year eight, the one stat that he's not going to catch people in is going to be score. And I don't know how much impact that actually has. Like, I don't think there's anyone out there that really cares about the fact that Michael Jordan is the fourth leading scorer and not the top leading scorer. As you pointed to, he walked away from the league. But for Giannis, the championships obviously is going to be one thing, but I think that's what the title has unlocked for him as well. I think now everyone accepts that he's back in the MVP race. And if you look at his numbers last season, Let's just say the Bucs won the title in 2020, hypothetically. He probably would have won the MVP last year. 
I mean, people were looking for an excuse to take the MVP off Nikola Jokic. Now, I think that that was totally unfair, but the season that Giannis had and the numbers he put up were extraordinary. And so now that he's won the title, he's right back in the mix. And if he picks up a third MVP, picks up a fourth MVP, I mean, these awards are going to start to pile up. And and even little things like the all-star nods that we've seen him, he's, he's automatic now. All-NBA, he's automatic. And the, and the one that I forgot that even though you can look at it and say, well, the all-star game is the all-star game. It is what it is. All the greats have the all-star MVPs. He picked up that last year as well, which I completely forgot until we saw a social post. Uh, I believe it was from the from the NBA accounts here in the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, basically the only major award missing from his cabinet is Rookie of the Year, which, you know, there's no time <laughs> machine. Uh, he'll, he'll never go back in time to win that. Um, but I as think- I pointed to, as I pointed to, LeBron didn't win most improved and neither did Michael Jordan. Now, <laughs> it's not their fault that they were too good to win that award. They were too good, yeah. But they didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the 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 other thing that's important to point out, you know, the one of the big reasons why he will never catch, you know, LeBron or, or some of these other guys in terms of the raw scoring totals, he doesn't play enough minutes, right? He's been very durable in terms of playing games, but you know, you look at when I was mentioning that age 22 to 26, uh, you know, run of, of years, um, Giannis played in, in that stretch just shy of 12,000 minutes. Kareem played 17,000 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, you're talking about, you know, basically, you know, again, talking about like 40% more minutes played by Kareem in that period. Um, LeBron also played a lot more minutes than Giannis did through through that span as well. And, you know, I think one of the obviously positives of these past few years is that Giannis has been able to um, put up monster numbers, win MVPs, win a championship. And they've figured out ways to, obviously he's, he, he has, you know, knock on wood, avoided major injury. Um, he's never missed, you know, a substantial amount of games, what, 10 or 11, I think probably the most number of games he's ever missed in a season. Um, but he just doesn't play a ton of minutes, right? So missing, you know, a, a normal number of games each year and then only playing, you know, in his MVP year under 30 minutes, 31 minutes per game, which is absurd. Um, and even in now the, you know, a heavy load season last year where he's just, you know, in that 33 minute range, um, it's just hard to compare that to, you know, the days of past when, when guys were averaging, you know, I mean, Tim Duncan, right. You, you think of Greg Popovich and what sort of he revolutionized in terms of some of the load management and not playing his guys, you know, that Spurs team that won the championship, I guess 2014, they're the only team I could find looking back in history um, that didn't have anybody over 30 minutes per game. Well, look at Tim Duncan's early career years. He was at 40 minutes per game every year. So it's not like, you know, Pop and the rest of the league, you know, have been doing this um, for a very long time. Um, it's really was in kind of those mid to late 2000s where you started to see some guys start to moderate their minutes a little bit. But even so, I mean, you know, a lot of the great players, um, like James Harden's a good example. Right? I mean, Harden had played played huge minute loads um, throughout his time in Houston. And so with Giannis, I'm not complaining. Um, but you know, again, just when you think about what it's going to mean for his long-term sort of statistical legacy. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's playing 32, 33 minutes on average rather than 37, 38, it, it will matter in terms of some of the counting stats. Hopefully it will help in terms of some of his like rate stats and, you know, some of the the per minute numbers that he has, which are, are pretty mind boggling. Um, but in terms of, you know, again, just total points, total rebounds, things like that, 
um, it's just going to take a little bit longer to to get to some of the levels, especially because you look at, um, you know, especially in Milwaukee, um, I think embedded in this conversation, you know, when does Giannis become the greatest buck of all time? Um, I think he's just behind Kareem at this point uh, in terms of like Buck's legacy. Now, of course, we can say who is the most beloved buck of all time. Clearly, there's no there's no comparison. Obviously, I'm not saying that that Giannis will not be the the greatest buck of all time. Um, but if you look purely at the numbers, um, you know, uh, he he's still you know whatever it is, maybe like a, a season and change behind Kareem, probably in terms of catching him on points um, and some of the other kind of counting stat type numbers. Uh, and then you know, again, uh, I think Kareem had three three MVPs in Milwaukee, one championship. You know, I think if if Giannis can win that that third MVP, he's going to catch him in terms of all of those other um, you know statistical categories. Uh, then you know, again, only a matter of time before he catches Kareem's Milwaukee legacy. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, he's got he can put his sights on on much bigger things in terms of you know, again, I, I think absolutely top ten type of of career is is certainly in play. And a lot of it just comes down to, you know, can he win three, four, dot, 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 MVPs? Um, you know, if he were to win two or dare I say three MVPs or uh, championships in a place like Milwaukee, then I think it would actually be a really interesting debate. Like, let, let's say for sake of argument, if LeBron retires with with four uh, four championships, and I think he's got four MVPs, if I, if I remember correctly. You know, if Giannis wins three, four MVPs and wins, for the sake of argument, you know, three championships in Milwaukee, I think in a lot of ways you would value those certainly more highly than than LeBron's Heat championships, right? Just because of the circumstances of having to go to Miami, team up with those with the other superstars to win it. So, um, hopefully, in a few years we will have that conversation. We're kind of getting way ahead of ourselves, um, but you know, that that's the sort of kind of thinking that's sort of the, the, the bar, uh, when you think about, you know, becoming not just a top 20, 15 type of player, which I think he's very much on course to, to becoming, but going even beyond that, right. To, to be a top five player, what does that mean? Well, you, you have to really be elite for a long time and you have to be at, at that absolute sort of apex level in terms of MVPs and championships. So just going back to something you said uh, a little bit earlier, when you look at the minutes and, would I prefer Giannis to play 38 minutes a game, but maybe you know, his, his career is cut a couple of seasons short? I think I'm I think I'm happy with the trajectory. The only argument I guess I would have, and someone like you might have, Frank, if he's playing those 36 minutes, 36, 37 minutes, we're going to do the over and unders before the season starts at some point. We'll be able to get him over the 30-point-per-game mark, which we know would be a massive moment for you. We've got one more segment to go here on the show, and... We're going to continue this conversation. We were going to talk about Ben Simmons, but we'll shelve it. That That is a big enough conversation in itself. Uh, before we get to that, uh, this podcast, this show is brought to you by Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar. You guys know I love Built Bar. We've been celebrating freedom of choice with Built Bar for a long time. Uh, my favorite's still the coconut, but you know when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, just head to Built com and you'll be able to check them all out the bars are healthy for you we know that only 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs so go to built.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 15 percent off your order 
Use promo code LOCKED uh, for 15% off at built.com and then jump across to betonline.ag. The football's back. The Packers are winning again. Everyone's happy. Aaron Rodgers is throwing shade at everyone. Uh, we love to see it. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 for that. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook. By the way, I... um. You know, I always hear you and Justin talking about your your favorite players. I, I'm also Team Coconut. I think. Yeah. Come on. Uh, it's, it's, it's very divisive. I I feel like the um, I'm generally like a peanut butter, like any type of snack type stuff. Peanut butter derivations are always always you know right at the top of my list. But but the coconut, I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, I would say that the ones that are that that seem like they're they're ice cream flavors. Those are not as interesting to me. Like cookies and cream, mint, that, that less interesting. Things that sound like regular candy bars, sign me up. That, that that's that's my spot. So me and and Justin Garcia are team coconut, I guess. Well, he's anti coconut. I'm. Uh, oh I'm, oh I'm, wait, he's oh he's anti. Oh okay. I'm sorry. But I, I'm sorry I, that I mistook you and for Justin. It's no. Just, I love coconut, um, and it's good to know that you're paying attention to the to the ad read. I just did. That's fantastic. And you're always crunching on something. When we jump on, and I never normally see it, so this is another benefit of YouTube. I'm going to see uh, all your snacks you're consuming while I'm talking talking rubbish on here. I, I guess the only other question or the only last question I had when it comes to Giannis is, I think, let's say Giannis decided tomorrow, and I'm not trying to alarm anyone, but let's just say Giannis decided tomorrow, eh, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to do a world tour. I'm going to walk around the, the world for the next multiple years with the Larry O'Brien trophy as we have a dog we have a guest he's now trying to eat Frank's glasses but if Giannis decided I'm out I'm not playing again I think it's safe to say he would be a hall of famer I think we could we could agree with that which brings which brings me to the point where's the floor for Giannis all time let's say this let's say if he didn't play and I know this is always a, a moving conversation but the NBA is going to be releasing their NBA 75 for the 75th year anniversary, the top 75 players. I think everyone expects that Giannis is going to be a part of that. And it's kind of a crazy conversation to have. And again, it's amplified by the fact he just did win the title. But where's the floor for Giannis? I mean, I hate your premise uh, on general principle because it forces me to, you know, think of what happens if he, if he retired tomorrow. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I mean... You know, like the the guy I always think of, um, the guy who always gets gets raised in these these types of things, ironically, is Derrick Rose, even though he he's still playing. Um, but a lot of times, people talk about you know him in the context of MVP winners who probably are not Hall of Famers. Um, so Giannis, obviously, very different. You know, he's already sustained his elite level um, a fair bit longer than Derrick Rose did, and he's won two MVPs. By the way, Derrick Rose, I don't think should have won is one that he got, but right, right. that's neither here nor there. Uh, Andy obviously has the Finals MVP, and you know, just on a on a different level. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I remember uh, the 50th anniversary team. That shows you kind of how old I am. 
in the 90s. Um, and so I, I, I'm very curious just to see the mix of players that are on the 75th team. And I think it's always interesting to see just, you know, again, players that are younger and, and more in Giannis's age frames, like, you know, Giannis and Anthony Davis and some of these guys who still have, you know, hopefully a lot of career left to, to build, right? Like Joel Embiid, right, who has not won a championship. Um, to see just, like, how many of those guys actually make the cut versus how many are given the kind of like, eh, go go do some more stuff before we acknowledge you in this way. Um, so that's a good question. I mean, I think he's already, you know, again, it's it's hard to disentangle his trend versus where he's at, you know, at a point in time. Um, but I would say he's absolutely, I mean, again, just the mere like two two MVPs in a finals championship and not just, or not and finals MVP and not just a finals MVP, but one of the great finals performances ever. Um, I mean, he's probably top 30 as is, I would say. Um, and again, it, it really just comes down to how you trade off longevity versus kind of peak because at this point, Giannis is, you know, call it four or five year peak, whatever is again, absolutely. I would say a top 10 all time peak. Um, and now it's just a question of sustaining it. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Bob Pettit earlier in the in the podcast. Giannis just can't get away from Bob Pettit. They, they've got all these they've got all these records together. We know the the finals performance uh, was was linked there as well. Uh, before we wrap this up, I, I mentioned Bet Online earlier, but uh, make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast. The the network tweeted something out yesterday. That podcast has been on fire. So if you're into sports gambling, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Uh, Frank, I. We're half an hour in, which is, I, you know, we like to go long. I'm not saying that we're not going to go long in the future because I know after a post game or whatever it may be, we can't really help ourselves. And we do just keep talking and talking and we could probably go for longer on this today. But I also don't want to tempt fate. To this point, YouTube, we, we've got through. You've, you've been moving the whole time. You haven't frozen. I feel like it's been the same for me. This feels like it was a success. Well, and and for those listening on audio, I uh, Kane alluded to it. But while Kane was speaking, I uh, <laughs> my twelve week old golden retriever wandered over to me, and I um, probably made a bad decision in picking him up to show to the camera. So if you're on YouTube, you got to see my twelve week old puppy Dudley, uh, who uh, he he just tries to chew on everything. So the fact that he was not able to chew off the the glasses or the headset from my head i will i will consider that a victory um shout out to my wife who's a rockets fan for uh ushering him away uh quickly after that but but yes we marked the first episode with uh with with dog uh a puppy who who doesn't like a puppy uh with my special um bucks 40 dollar thermos mug thing and if people listened last week, I alluded to some of my buck swag, including one piece of clothing, which I said I would never really get any use out of. So here's my here's my buck snapback, which if you're watching on YouTube, I'm, I put it over my headset. So it looks just totally ridiculous. Um, and you're seeing why I would never wear this in real life, Kane. It looks like, I, it looks like I'm wearing a helmet right now. It's just a pre- preposterously... Uh, shape thing so anyway but well, but yes put well, that we, i'm gonna i put that on a shelf somewhere right there yeah i mean it's a perfect shelf item and we discussed this last week how much money you've spent on on bucks championship merchandise so maybe every time we do a podcast you reveal another piece <laughs> of merchandise that you've got i don't know we could go we could go down that path and dudley shout out to dudley like all dudley's a pest 
is that, this this is Dudley that, does not support Jason Kidd. I will raise him right. Um, he will not. He will not support Jason Kidd uh, or be an assistant with the Dallas Mavericks. But, um, but yeah, shout out to to my dog and uh, shout out to my dog for not not chewing on my face uh, during a podcast. That would have been a bad omen. There he is. He's barking. He's not happy. He's he, he'd like us to keep it under thirty minutes. Well, we will wrap it up there, and uh, we've been showing a lot of love to the people watching us on YouTube, but to the to the original listeners, we love it. You got an email the other day, Frank, and the name is escaping me just now because I don't have the email up. But it Natalie. Was a, Natalie, but it was a new listener. So, Natalie, if you're listening to this podcast, you gave an idea about doing a, a salary cap explainer. Frank is the man to do that. So, um, love the message. Appreciate you coming on board. <laughs> and we're going to do that because I'm the same. I'm the same as you, Natalie. Sometimes Frank says things and I just nod my head and agree and then just let him keep going. And uh, But but I, I think that's a good idea. So we'll try and knock that out before the season starts. Media Day is on Monday. Got the email today. Media Day in just a couple of days. So things are going to be fun. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks. Preseason basketball in just over a week as well or two weeks' time. So it's going to be good. Uh, you can catch us uh, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube now as well. Uh, thanks again for joining us today. For Frank and myself, we'll catch you guys tomorrow.